0: Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Turn with us tonight to the book of Galatians chapter number 6. Galatians chapter number 6. Um... I had thought maybe I could uh, preach that this this morning, and then uh, God changed that on me, and had to go that go a different way. And then then afterwards, um, Mr. Ruth came to me and she said, "I just wanted you to know that you had to preach that one this morning." And and then I thought to myself, you know, God knows when we don't know, and uh, I certainly don't know best, and uh, and am grateful that. You're patient and uh, expectant of God, and and how I really want us to see this word tonight. And I can't look in anybody's hearts. And if if, if there's any among us tonight that that's not living the way they ought to live, I, you know, I don't know that, but you know, right? You know that in your own heart. If you're a child of God, you know that. But um, we've got a we've got a serious subject to deal with, and I pray for your Your support as you pray for me. Galatians chapter number 6, we'll begin at verse number 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have, therefore, opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Father, we pray that you'd open your word to us. It's our earnest desire. And no, we pray our hearts be open to it. We desire it, we hunger for it, and we pray that you would reveal it unto us as only you can speak. We're but an instrument, Father, a tool, a vessel, have no power within ourselves, and yet we humbly request that you would use us, that you would speak among us and into the hearts of your own, that the sheep may hear your voice, Lord, that they would know it. Thank you for what you're going to do, may we be changed by the power of this word, we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> As you think about what it was that I read to you tonight, I'm not certain that hypocrisy is the first thing that crosses your mind. And uh, I've been a hypocrite before, and you probably have too. All of us, if we're not careful, will say one thing and do another. We sow to the flesh, expecting to reap of the spirit. I don't know if you've ever thought of it, but that within itself is religious hypocrisy. It's trying trying to achieve that which is spiritual by sowing to the flesh. And in this particular passage, we find a couple of grave warnings, warnings that I believe have to go out to all men, not just the saved, but the lost as well, but especially the saved. For I can't really fault the lost tonight that stumble around in the darkness of the world for they're blind, but to those that have been born again, they've seen the light. And that light is revealed truth, and that truth is what directs us each and every day. And it is that truth that establishes within us what is right, right, what is true. And yet we find ourselves in the flesh continuously struggling, the outward man struggling against the inward man, a constant warfare between the two, and what the Apostle Paul warned us would likely go on to the end of our own living days and yet we want to remind ourselves today that what the Apostle Paul is saying here is that a hypocrisy can find itself in anyone's heart. You might sow to the flesh but expect to reap something else and that within itself is something we ought to be careful to recognize. When the man stood that day as Jesus told of the man who was dressed in his fine garments and the Pharisee had done all of these things and as he stood there and And he looked up unto God and standing on the street corner, he said, I thank you, God, that I'm not like the publican down here, that I give tithes of all that you've given to me and I've given to the poor and I've done all of these things. And yet in all of this, you see, it was just a working in the flesh. It was a sowing to the flesh. What he expected, according to Jesus, was the applause of men. What he was expecting was men to lift him up and to exalt him, and so he exalted himself and he lifted himself up above others, thinking that this within itself was spiritual. And yet Jesus asked them a question as he told them about uh, the, the poor beggar that lay down there in the ditch and wouldn't even as much lift his head up unto God, but smote upon his breast and said, "God, have mercy upon me, a sinner." May I say to you today that you can't sow to the flesh and yet reap. Uh, of the spirit, it's hypocrisy it doesn't work, you can't do that and according to the apostle Paul as he wrote to the Galatians oh, they had had their own struggles and he would already challenged them in this letter and said all oh, foolish Galatians who asked me witched. You, uh, to believe such ignorance to believe such things that is you can live in the flesh and you can work to the flesh and expect somehow that you're laying up those things that are spiritual may I say today that hypocrisy comes in all kinds of forms and there's a responsibility for you and I to sow to the spirit of God what the Bible teaches us is that we're to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh to make a difference uh, to examine ourselves and to know that there is a way that we need to live and that way is in the spirit of God walking in the spirit bringing our flesh unto subjection minding the things of God and allowing those to work unto eternal life those things that are spiritual will bring forth spiritual fruit but those things that are of the flesh they cannot bring spiritual fruit it's hypocrisy Jesus pointed out the difference between the Pharisee who bragged of all that he'd done and the poor beggar who simply cried out unto God and said, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus was clear to say that there was only one of them that went back to their home justified. Only one left there that day relieved. Only one truly found forgiveness and it was the one that was sowing not to the flesh but sowing to the spirit. So he says here in verse number 7, number 1, be not deceived. You know, don't deceive yourself concerning those things that are done in the flesh. Because if they're done in the flesh and for the flesh, if it is by the flesh that we're, we're we're doing these things and minding the flesh itself, then we've we've deceived ourselves if we think somehow that we're laying up treasure in heaven. I assure you today that there's many people that are trying to work their way in. They're trying their best to get enough to have a, something that merits the favor of God when they get to that day. Some will even tell you, I don't know for sure if I'm getting in, but I'm certainly working toward that. I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that. May I say to you today that if, if it's in the flesh, you cannot uh, reap spiritual things if you're sowing fleshly things. And today, all kinds of religions are based upon that simple truth. Or that simple concept that if you do enough or if you if you work this way or if you do that, that 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 brings somehow the favor of God, may I say to you today, you can't do anything to cause God not to love you. Or to love you anymore. What he did when sending his own son was the greatest form of love that could ever be given he's already proven his love to man he's commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners he died for us, he's already proven all of these things oh if we could see today that when we come together and simply in our attendance or simply in singing a song or simply in saying a prayer we think somehow that we have registered into heaven those things that uh, that will last eternal, may I say to you today, don't deceive yourself with this, if it's not in the the flesh, then it's not going to reach spiritual truth. It's not going to be of a spiritual nature that the harvest comes in. It's hypocrisy to think the opposite. When we, when we read the story of Ananias and Sapphira, and how that when they had an option, you see, they had properties that could be sold, and many were selling their properties and giving all their their their, their proceeds to the church. Ananias made up their minds that what they were going to do was sell their property for X amount and then they would give a smaller amount and yet tell them that's all they sold it for. And what the Apostle Peter told Ananias when he came in, he said, You've not lied to us. You've lied to the Holy Spirit. You see, what they were doing was sowing to the flesh. Now, you can read just before that and read where one of them had. uh, I believe it was Barnabas, had sold what he had and had given it all to the church. Now, what he did likely was sowing in the Spirit. And he would reap of the Spirit, you see, because what he had sown was in the Spirit. But here the same action By Ananias and Sapphira wasn't of the spirit. It was of the flesh that they did these things. You see, they wanted people to think that they had done this. They wanted to deceive others. And yet in so doing, they deceived themselves. And Paul said clearly, don't be deceived. You can't work enough, you see, to make make something that is of the flesh grow something that is of the spirit. They're of two different natures. One can't grow something else. You can wish all you want to when you plant a seed of corn in the ground that it'll be a cucumber. But it won't happen. It's of a different nature. You can't make something that is of the flesh be spiritual. And yet people come to the house of God and they try to worship in the flesh. And in the flesh, we will never reap spiritual fruit. Number one, we deceive ourselves when we do so. Are you saying people get... Yeah, I'm saying that every Sunday, likely people are deceived sitting among us. You know why? Because somehow they think that God is hearing them sing if they're not singing from their own heart. we got a bunch of good singers in here and I'm glad you sing, amen, but just don't be confused about being able to sing good and being able to sing in the spirit. There's two different things there. There's all kinds of people that can sing but that doesn't mean that they are honoring God when they do it. And when we come together, if we think somehow that we are, we are somehow laying up treasures in heaven just because we sang or we prayed or we attended church or we read our Bibles or we went to Sunday school or we gave to the poor and all of these things, if you sowed it in the flesh, don't be deceived because you will not reap spiritually if it was of the flesh. Now, you can do those all of those same things in the spirit. Sowing in the spirit with all of those same things and you can read spiritually. There's a difference between the two. Don't be deceived about it, right? Don't don't lie to yourself and say that all I need to do is check off the boxes for God and that equals worship or that somehow means that God is pleased with me or somehow or another that I have proved spiritual fruit No, the apostle said, number one, don't deceive yourself. Don't lie to yourself like that. Don't allow the, the outer trappings of this flesh to pull you into it and somehow think that these things equal spiritual favor with God. It doesn't work that way. You cannot sow to the flesh and reap spiritually. It won't happen. So don't be deceived. What he said specifically was that which is sowed to the flesh will reap corruption. You cannot get anything. You said, but I was singing songs to Jesus. Listen, if you were singing them from the heart, he heard them, right? And if you was walking in the spirit, if you were singing spiritually, you were offering that up unto God, I can assure you that it has a spiritual fruit. There is a fruit that is born of that work. But listen, if all you were doing were singing because you can sing, or singing because you know the song. Or singing simply because others are singing. And somehow think because one person down here is experiencing the spirit of God, the fruit that is born from natural worship from the heart of a believer. And you think that somehow that same spirit is what is born in you. If you're working in the flesh, don't be deceived about it. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way for he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption period right? there's there's no other there's no other fruit to be born when we sow to the flesh there's nothing else that can come from sowing to the flesh now i'm using things that are that are familiar within the body of Christ, right? Because when we talk about singing and praying and reading and studying and all of these other things, these are things that we can also do in the spirit. But if you're not careful, you'll come to church and you'll just do them in the flesh. You just do them because of habits. You just do them because somebody's expecting you to do them. And may I say to you, they will never reap, you will never reap anything but corruption from such activity. How do you know? Because he said so, if you sow to the flesh, there's only one fruit to be born of the flesh, and that's corruption, corruption. But he said, "If you sow to the spirit, you shall have the spirit reap life everlasting. There is something to be born of the spirit, and you say, "Well, I, I can't really discern the difference. How is it that I know what the difference in the two? May I ask you simply what your motives are when you do anything? What's your agenda? Right, if you, if you come to church and you sit beside so-and-so because they sing good, and so you're going to sing and you're going to try to outsing them today, and both of you sound so wonderful, everybody thinks you're, everybody thinks you're both the most spiritual of all. But the truth is is, it, you can't tell whether somebody's spiritual or not spiritual, if they're just singing, the question is whether or not they've sung to him, is what they did about him. What's your motive when you do it? Are you doing it because you have to? Are you doing it because you've been appointed to? Are you doing it because somebody said to do it? Don't be deceived about it. God doesn't receive anything that is not of the spirit as spiritual. If it's of the flesh, it's corruption. You say, well, I shouldn't just—I just shouldn't do anything for God at all if that's the case. No, it's actually opposite of that. What we need to do is get our heart right with God, so when we do sing or we do pray or we do study, we're doing so as a work of the spirit and not a work of the flesh. right You can read a hundred chapters and come in and proudly tell your Sunday school teacher, "I read a hundred chapters, and you know what that you know what value is if you did it in the flesh?" None, not one. you might have picked up a point or two but i can tell you if it wasn't sown in the spirit it has nothing to do with the spirit in the in the reaping form so he said don't be deceived i hadn't left that because i believe people are deceived i believe people think that all i got to do is this Let me tell you something. You can come in and you can be a part of a spiritual service and you can see people shout and you can see people obey God and you can hear songs sung in the Spirit and you can sit among all of that and you can go home and somebody say, how was the service? And you say, oh, it was wonderful. But The truth was you you were never a part of it. And if you think just because you attended that somehow that, that, that was bearing spiritual fruit in your life, listen, if you, didn't, if you didn't work it in the Spirit, it won't be born of the Spirit. So don't be deceived about it. The point, I guess, is that we recognize the difference between the flesh and the Spirit. If you come together and we do this, people, right, we do this. Every one of us is apt to do this. Especially on a Sunday night, right, when you're nap-drugged and you come in here and you hadn't thought anything else about God since you left this morning and you roll in here just because you're supposed to be here, right? And I'm not changing that. You are supposed to be here. But there's a difference between those that are sowing to the Spirit and those that are sowing to the flesh. If all you're coming to do on a Sunday night or a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning is to check the box then that was of the flesh. And I can tell you, you're just deceiving yourself if you think that, think that somehow that has spiritual fruit. It does not. You've just deceived yourself. So someone, so something we need to recognize is what the apostle said. He said, number one, don't be deceived. Right? Don't come into church thinking that somehow you can just whistle your way through it and that God accepts any old thing. He does not. What's your motive? What's your agenda? Where is your heart? Did you sow it in the spirit or was it of the flesh? It's one of the two. Just don't be deceived about it. But number two, you're mocking God when you do so. Right? When when we come to the house of God and play church, that is a mockery to God. Not only do we deceive ourselves, but we mock God the holy God in the process. When we come and we do as the Pharisee did, and we we play church, we act like we're doing church, we do church things, and somehow all the while expecting this to be something God is pleased with or honored with or that the Spirit of God is bearing witness with, listen, if it's done in the flesh, it will reap nothing but corruption. Nothing. I don't know how many times I've read in the Old Testament in the last two weeks where God said to them, he said, I hate your feast days. He said, wait a minute, God's the one that set up the feast days. But you know why he hated it? Not because they were due, but because when they came, they just did it out of ritual. It didn't mean a thing to them. What they did, they did in the flesh. And you know what God said? He said, I despise them, I reject them. I'm not going to smell your incense. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to go along with your feast days and all of these other things you're doing. He said, you're doing it all in the flesh. And the same thing happens today. People do it in the flesh and they think somehow that that brings spiritual fruit. You're just deceiving yourself and you're mocking God at the same time. Mocking God. I can't find anything more wicked than to be spiritually... Hypocrites. I mean, think about it. If there's anybody not fooled, it's God. That's right. Amen. Amen. What folly and wickedness when we come together and we try to worship God and never once consider it takes the Spirit to do it. What wickedness it is for us to attend and do and do and do And all of it done in the flesh. And not one time did the king of glory get honored. What a mockery. I wouldn't say we're the worst at it, but I don't think we're the best either. And I'm certain that there are places that it would make us sick to be in as people work up the flesh. And call it spiritual. Don't be deceived. We got a world today being deceived. We got a world today following those that that are great coaches and cheerleaders and 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 song leaders and all of these other things, and they can work up in the flesh some pretty great emotion. But may I say to you today, it means absolutely nothing to God. You can't sow to the flesh and please God. You can't sow to the flesh and reap of the Spirit. If it's not of the Spirit, it won't be of the Spirit in the end. If you didn't sow to the Spirit, there's not any fruit of the Spirit to be born. It's either of the flesh or it's of the Spirit. I think this is a a relevant topic and I don't know how you preach it, but I'll tell you this, we don't need to be deceived about it. We don't need to mock God when we come into the house of God. We don't need to act like we're one thing when the truth is we're, we're something different. When you come into the house of God, either you're ready to worship or you better get ready. You can't just wing it. Ain't that what we do? Because we just wing it. I'm telling you, if it's of the flesh, it means nothing. We sing songs about it and still don't get it. Right? What's the song say? All is vain. Unless the Spirit of the Holy One comes down. And it ain't no different with preaching. Stand up here and give you one of the best lessons on grace or faith or temperance or patience that you've ever heard. But if it was in the flesh, just deceived myself. And mocked God while I was at it. What a dangerous thing. Don't be deceived, he said. For God is not mocked. He knows, you see, the very motive of your heart. He knows why you came this morning. And why you came back tonight. And if he knows... We're fooling ourselves if we come anything but honest to the cross. We're just mocking God as if we go on our way trying to do and do and do in the flesh when all the while God knows the difference between the spirit and the flesh. And so he said this. "So Let us not be weary in well-doing. He said, wait, I thought you just said don't do it." Don't, don't live in... Let me say to you today that, that we can do the well-doing he's referring to are those things that are motivated from the spirit of our own heart, the spirit that lives within us, the spirit that bears a spiritual fruit in the end, sowing to the spirit. Let us not be weary in well-doing. There's a responsibility for us to do the things of God, and there's a, there's a, there's a purposeful, needful, necessary... Part of that application. But may I say, it has to be of the Spirit of God. Right? You can't even even do that part. Right? You can give away a thousand meals. But if it was all in the flesh, you know what? That that was just corruption reaped. And yet Jesus said, if you give one person just a glass of cold water in my name. He saw it. They said, Lord, when did we see you in prison, right? When did we visit you when you were sick? When did we help you or give you food when you was hungry? When did we do all this? He said, when you done it to the least of these, you did it unto me. Listen, there's a difference between what's done in the flesh and what's done in the spirit. Don't be deceived. You cannot reap something spiritual from something that was done in the flesh two different things so let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not verse number 10 as we have therefore opportunity let us do good unto all men especially unto them who are of the household of faith we've got our directions we've got our marching orders and and some of you may be tempted today to say well I can't really tell the difference between the spirit or the flesh. It seems to me that giving a drink of water to somebody is the same whether it is the spirit or the flesh. It's the same action. But it goes back to the the motive of which it was given. Now, if, if you give somebody a glass of water so that they would think more highly of you because you're a good water giver, You just sowed to the flesh and that will reap nothing but corruption. You can't make it reap spiritual. But if you gave someone a glass of water, the exact same act, and you did so in the name of Jesus Christ out of love from your own heart, out of of the simple working of the spirit in compassion toward another human being, you know what you did? You're just gonna reap something spiritual. Why? Because you sowed. To the spirit and not the flesh. I don't know if it's supposed to be such a challenging topic, but it challenges me. It challenges me because, as a Christian, there's the things I know to do. And if I'm not careful, sometimes I can just do them because I know how. And I never worship God in the process. And I've deceived myself and I've mocked Him. Because when he looks, he knows. He knows. He knows when I sang, whether or not I meant it. He knows when I prayed, whether or not it was from the heart. And so we deceive ourselves and we mock God at the same time when we sow to the flesh, expecting to reap of the Spirit. That's the message. I don't know if it convicted anybody but me, but I want to be better at being intentional about everything I do. Not doing something just because Somebody said it needs to be done, and I'm capable of doing Certainly willing to do those things. But you know what? I can sow to the Spirit in every act that I do. If I live in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, mind the Spirit, if the, if the agenda... Well, I don't need to go on. You get it, right? The Bible said in one place, don't let your right hand know what your left one is doing. Referring to, right? Referring to giving... Right, Some of you are able to give more than others. And some people give more than others. But may I say to you, if you gave it in the flesh, it's a corruption. If the motive in your heart wasn't there, then you deceived yourself and you mocked God while you did it. It goes on and on, right? When they were coming around that day and they were all throwing in the large amounts into the plate and Jesus was what? There wasn't any gift that impressed him. You get it. Right? That's what this is all about. There wasn't one gift that impressed him until that old widow stepped up. And all she had was the two minds between her and destitute, And she put it in the plate And Jesus said, did you see that? Amen. For when we sow to the Spirit, we shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Amen. Don't be deceived that the simple act of anything somehow equals spiritual fruit later. It does not. You'll either sow it in the flesh or you'll sow that same act in the spirit. The question is, which are we? What are we doing? We come together on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night. What are we doing? Are we playing church or are we having church, right? Are we sowing to the spirit or are we sowing to the flesh? God knows the difference. And if we're sowing to the flesh, I can assure you, we're just lying to ourselves and mocking God while we do it. So let us do good unto all men, especially unto them of the household of faith. And may it be of the spirit that we do it. May we do it with a motive and an agenda of heart that is based upon compassion and love for our fellow men. May we not do it so that somebody can see us do it can pat us on the back and say, you are the greatest Christian I've ever seen. Because you know what that means to God? Nothing. Nothing. When it's sown in the flesh, it has no spiritual relevance in the end. God help us. God help us. To sow to the spirit. That when we worship, we worship in the spirit. I don't want to offend anybody, but hear me. I don't care if it takes us all night long. We need to worship Jesus from the heart. Or I'm just going to go to the house. Because there is no spiritual relevance if we're playing. If we're acting. If we're doing just for the flesh. We have to worship God in spirit and in truth. Anything else won't do. It won't do. The strong medicine for me. I don't know about you. Maybe you don't need it. Maybe you're, you're already blazing the trail. But for the rest of us, there is, a, there is a tendency for us to let up on God. Right? Instead of keeping the pedal down for God, we'll take our foot off the gas completely. And you know what we do? We coast. We just coast. And you're fooling yourself. You're deceiving yourself as you do it, and you're mocking God at the same time. You know why? Because he knows the difference. He knows why you're coasting. He knows why you're not trying anymore. He knows why your heart ain't in it now. He knows the difference. And I'm so glad he does. I can't fool God. I'm so glad that he knows. And that there ain't anything I offer unto God that he don't know exactly why I gave it. And my, he blesses the spiritual. He blesses the spiritual. i tell you what I want to do. I don't know your need. We're going to have a business meeting, but I want to have an invitation first. I don't know your heart today, but I know this. It bothers me to think that there are times that I go through the motions. You know why? Why? Because God knows every thought, every word, every action, everything I've done. God knows whether it was done for him or whether it was done for me. And I don't want to live. I don't want to live in the flesh. I want to sow to the Spirit. I want to sow in a way that what is offered unto God is, as he said, was a sweet-smelling savor. That when God sees the spiritual offering that we bring unto him, he looks down on this, this little church and he says, that one's mine. That one is sending up the, the, the incense of their love and their faithfulness to me. God honors it by sending us of his Holy Spirit and moving among us and and making us right. God, help us not to be spiritual hypocrites. That we know the difference between what we do and what we say, whether it was done in the flesh, whether it was done in the spirit. May God help us all. As we stand, we'll give you an invitation if you need to pray join us in prayer